Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet, and we're back with this week's podcast covering all things Norway. Greg, how are you doing? I've just had a big cheer from you on my earphones there, thanks to a corner, I think. Indeed it was, it was a corner for Huddersfield Town, who are now 1-0 um, up in the match, but more importantly, are now 6-2 up on corners, and we had them to get 5 tonight at 5-6 to six on the channel. So always nice to end up the podcast seconds after a winner. Yeah, buoyant mood. Uh, how's things with you, David? You had a bit of snow in Norway today, I believe. <laughs> Some of the biggest snowflakes you'll see, but yeah, it was, a, it was a early morning snow and then a really beautiful day. Some classic, classic Norwegian May weather. Classic Norwegian, yeah, you need to move to a sunnier place like, <laughs> uh, like Glasgow, David. Yes, yes. Time you were getting back home for some sunshine in May. <laughs> not that there's been many much, but um, yeah, snow snow in May is not on at all, to be fair. <laughs> um, anyway, enough of the weather forecasts on the podcast. We're here to discuss uh, Norwegian football. David, we're now in a round five, round yeah, round, round five, streak. Yeah. Um, although. Interestingly, there were some midweek games there David, yes. last night, which were from round 17 and 18, which yeah. I presume is something to do with the teams that were playing being in Europe. Yes. Coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Bode Glimt, Molde um, and uh, Rosenborg we were all involved in those games. So yeah, that, that was um, to do with the European commitments coming up. Yeah, and so far this season, things haven't really settled down. Obviously, it's been a nightmare. We'll come on to that soon. Uh, in a latest season, glimped top of the table, but it's underneath it where things start to get a wee bit interesting. Yeah, I mean, both the glimps, um four wins from five. They were really lucky to get a draw last week. They mm-hmm. played at home to Bran. Bran went up, pressed them high, attacked them, went at them. To, which, you, which you said they would. Yeah, yeah, I thought they would. Um, and it worked. And um, it was great. It was great to watch. Really good game of football. Um, Brand went 2-0 up at halftime. And um, it took took uh, Amal Pellegrino to rescue the game for both the games. Two goals for Pellegrino. Um, uh, they scored another last night, um, which took them on to, I think it was eight goals in the first five games, um, which is, yeah, just uh, absolutely flying out of the box. Um, underneath Bode, Bran, as I said, Bran, Bran have been brilliant. They beat, they went to Rosenborg last night, beat them two 0 really comfortable, really good performance. Um, outplayed the them. The big thing is that that just wasn't a, a surprise as it was. It it wasn't a surprise at all. They went there and won. No, and Rosenborg just looked so disappointing. Um, they just don't have a. They just seem to have not signed good enough players. They just don't have a, a good idea of what they're trying to do in attack and yeah uh, well outplayed by Brian I think Rosenborg I think I tipped them to finish fourth in the league Rosenborg but even just now I'm I'm, I'm struggling to see them getting that yeah I mean <laughs> yeah just just really struggling um, I think manager's under a little bit of pressure potentially um, he should be if he's not um, but he's not the only one um, yeah Mould as well struggling down in 12th and um, they finally got their first win last night um, they beat all assumed uh, 4-0 I think it was in the end and yeah that, that was uh, a much needed win after a defeat at home to Stabak last week yeah it was a bit of a shocker eh? it was last minute winner for Stabak Kevin Cabran with a beautiful finish from the edge of the box um, but yeah Molde just not looking that was the perfect not game last night wasn't it against Olison they yeah. played 5 lost 5 minus 12 in the goal difference now am I right in saying David did they do this last season 
how you guys did it last season? So, if you remember, Olison, the first season we did the podcast, Olison were absolutely dogmark. Um, I think they won one game in like the first twenty. Um, so just on Olison, the manager gets sacked today. Um, so Lazana Nielsen um, took them up and had, a, had I think their third best ever finish in the top flight last year with their ninth. Um, but yeah, it's not worked out so far this season. So they are looking for a new manager. Um, some names that may interest you uh, come potentially linked. Uh, John Anarisa, um, Henning Berg as well. So it'll be interesting to see who they who they turn to. It's like a who's who of the region of football, isn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One thing I would say though, just on the early season start, we spoke about the price of Boda Glimp to win the league. Obviously, they were favourites just ahead of Molda. I think at the time, yeah. who were second favourites, which I kind of questioned. Now, at the moment, you're getting one to two on Bora Glimp to win the league. Now, given the fact that they are a massive, what, nine points ahead of Mulder, um, you'd have to say that Brand, realistically, at the moment, are their main title challengers. And you're getting one to two on Bora Glimp to win the league. I don't think it's the worst of bets. No. Uh, I agree with you. Um, I think Bran have looked really good, but I think what might happen is you'll get teams maybe starting to sit in a little bit deeper against them, trying to make them uh, make them break them down instead of what happens is teams try to go toe to toe with them, which doesn't really work so far because Bran have got a, a nice, uh, yeah, a lot of confidence and a good way of playing. So they're they're absolutely fine. I say Lillestrøm. Um, are Did looking good as well. Uh, they're looking really good. Um, Enjoyed their match against uh, Valringa. Oh, what a game, wasn't it? What a game. Brilliant atmosphere. I talked about it last week. It's a big derby. Yeah. It's going to be a really good atmosphere. It was absolutely cracking. I enjoyed that yellow away end. Yes, yellow away <laughs> end is beautiful. And in a 95th minute winner for Lee Listrum after being 3-1 down, um, they were playing against 10 men for about an hour. Um, and managed to get in the 95th minute winner in front of the yellow wall, which was absolutely beautiful. So that should be an interesting game this weekend, David. They welcome a glimpse to the storm. Yeah, and they beat them last week in the cup. Yeah, beat them 1 0. Um, played pretty much as we expected a 5 3 2, sat in deep, hit them on the counter, scored a really nice goal in the cup. Um, on the counter, a nice cross header. I think. I don't see them doing anything different. I think they'll do the same and it'll just be up to whether both the Glimps can break them down. Um, I thought Glimps were really poor in that cup game, so I'm, I'm expecting them to be a little bit better uh, this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. Okay, let's have you run through some of these games this weekend. We'll have a quick look at Opus League and then we'll let Greg loose on the divisions below it. Greg, eh? Yeah, to, to be fair, I, I reckon give it another couple of weeks and we'll be starting the podcast talking about <laughs> Division 3, Group 5, Division 3, Group 6. <laughs> the only reason why we're not, David, is the pronunciation isn't quite there yet. So there's a lot of teams I fancy for Monday, Sunday and Saturday. I can't pronounce the names <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, not great for a podcast, to be fair. But... It's really not. That's and right. I also, we did, as well, we did have a big winner last week, didn't you? And I said I would get you to pronounce it on the podcast. Um, oh yeah, I can't remember now. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Um, okay, let's have a look at this earlier season uh, round of fixtures. We've got games on. We've one game Saturday. We've got games on Sunday, and then finally a game on Monday. Let's start on Saturday, David. We've got Rosenborg who have been pretty average this season altogether. Beaten by Brand last night, they host Volarenga. Yeah, this is. 
this is a bit a massive game for both these clubs. Um, both in a bit of turmoil, you'd have to say, at the start of the season. Rosenborg, one win from five. Um, three draws. They've scored three goals in five games. Um, there was a stat going about after the weekend, um, and it was a shots on target stat, and they were bottom of it um, with six in the first four games. So, yeah, not ideal. Um, they've hit by problems, and Wolleringa... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're in even bigger trouble. They've got three points from their first four games. They've won once, lost three, conceded a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, it looked promising for them last week. They went three, went up. They were absolutely flying. And then they got sent off. Um, uh, yeah, who got sent off? I can't even remember. It was uh, New Clarid. Uh, the left back got sent off. It was his first start of the season. And he just, yeah, it was a bad, bit of a bad tackle. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting Bolleringer to be quite competitive at um, Lerkendal. It's a big derby, um, again, kind of traditional uh, classic derby, the big club from also playing against the big club from Trondheim. Um, Go by last night, David, I think Rosenborg had four players booked in the first 40 minutes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I think there's going to be bookings, um, and I think, I mean, Rosenborg at 1.7 is absolutely ridiculous, given yeah. what we've seen from so far this year. Um, Bolleringer at 4.5, is it's quite tasty, but I wouldn't. T- I just it's difficult to back them just now. I think I think you're going to be looking more at the card market isn't out yet, um, player card market that is. But uh, I think you're going to be looking more at sort of cards and maybe potentially. Um, I think Volleringa might try and attack them. They kind of did that at the start of the game against Lillestrøm, and I think you might see Volleringa um, try attacking. So goals in this one could be quite good. I think um, uh, could be looking at goals in this one. Yeah, in terms of the card market, Greg, it's not a market we delve into too much in Norway. No, it's not. But I think the fact we're getting card markets this season, I, I believe, um, it's not something we've had in previous seasons. I know we're getting player card markets, and Davis picked out a few crackers over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. At the moment, with the league being in its early state, we're, we're probably getting some backable prices for goals in some of the matches. Like the Rosenborg Volringa match that Dave was talking about is three to four, yeah. over two point five goals. Normally that would probably be a, a bit shorter, but given how Rosenborg have started the season, could understand why that's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's even money as well on the two and a half to the Asian line goal, Asian goal line, which is uh, what's well, half your money, half your money back if there's if there's. You've no. really adopted that market. I, I have no idea what you win a half, a half win if it's legal. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they tapped it last week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope you know what it means. I did. Well, uh, Brad, Brad, it did come in last week. The Brad and Bodegleed uh, Asian line, so that was uh, that was yeah, a winner. That's right. So it did uh, uh, four goals there. Um, okay, so it might be a, a card angle in, in that one, but um, as you say, a massive game for both of those clubs. Um, on to Sunday, we've got five games. Um, when it catches the eye is Mulder's trip to Hamcam. Um, Mulder got that win last night, David, and. Prior to that, at the weekend, you had described Mulder as a gang. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I was, I was very disappointed with them um, at the weekend. Um, I thought that they would beat Starbuck comfortably, and yeah, they were just really poor again. Um, interesting to see what they do after the win. They won four 0 obviously, with Aikram still suspended, but he's back for the weekend. So interested to see what they do. I think. Um, he'll come back in and they're playing against the Hammer team who yeah I mean they're 
coming in with a bit of confidence. Um, I say that, but I mean, they got absolutely smashed last week, but they've won two of the first four games. I think they started the season better than we expected. They've won both their home games, 2-0 and 2-0. So going back home, I think uh, they'll fancy their chances against Molde, especially after a midweek game for Molde. Yeah, and I think uh, we're looking at goals potentially here, Greg. Uh, Hamcam's game, four games so far, I've seen 19 goals scored, of course, massively contributing <laughs> to that. It was a 7-3 game at Viking. Yeah, it was, a, it was an unbelievable score. So early it was 1-0 at half-time. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some poor guy had over 1.5 for sad goals at their probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just thought goals might, goals might have been an angle in this one. David, it's 46 over 2.5, you can get even money on your favoured Asian line of uh, 3.0. Yeah, yeah, that seems pretty good. And um, both teams to score is uh, four or six as well, which looks pretty good as well. I think. Yeah, not a, not a market I really like backing a lot, but over two point five match goals and both teams to score pays, pays evens. Yeah, that's probably got a very good chance. I do think Hamcam had a decent start. Mold are still finding their feet this year. Um, I, I could see both teams scoring here. Yeah. yeah, David, you spoke about our first managerial casualty in Elite season already this season, um, and you'd mentioned that Rosenborg manager was under a bit of pressure. I was just wondering whether Erling Moe was coming under any pressure, given the start that Moe defended I champions. I don't think had. so. Not not quite yet. Um, I think That's he's got week. a little bit of uh, yeah. I think he's got a little bit of credit in the bank just after yeah. the last. He's been there for a good few years now. He's won three titles in the last five years or something. Uh, so yeah, I think he's got a little bit of credit in the bank. Still, if Paul tried to get a guy losing his job already, <laughs> only <laughs> five days, five games in. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, given Mulder got back to the winning trail last night, David, the, the justifiably eight to thirteen to win this one. It's short. It's mm. short. It's a tough, tough place to go. Uh, Hammer. Um, I think Ham Cam have shown a little bit more adventurous uh, side to the game this season so far. Um, we talked about the goals. I think last year they were pretty mean defensively and played pretty defensive football. But this year they seem to have unearthed a goal scorer in Henry Kudal, um, who started the season really well and seems to be on penalties. And Yeah, he's a good goal scorer. So he's 3.2 to score any time um, mm. in this one. And I'd say... Out of everyone in that list, that looks as good a, a good a bit as any. He scored, I think. I think he's got. Uh, he scored in both home games anyway. That's for sure. He's, I think he's got three or four uh, so far this season. Yeah, he was a player that you flagged up before the start of the season. Yeah, I thought. I just thought a, a move and a chance to start games would do him good. And uh, yeah, so it's so it's proving so far. We mentioned that Viking uh, game last weekend. Was it last weekend? The weekend before? I uh, can't quite remember. Um, they host uh, Sturm's Godset this weekend. Um, they'd be expecting to pick up the three points here, David. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they just look, they look like a really good attacking team. Viking it has to be said that they have signed what looks like some really good players. Um, two Australian guys, one called uh, Nicholas D'Agostino, one called Patrick Yazbek. Um, Yazbek's a bit more of a hard-working midfielder, but gets forward. D'Agostino looks like a really good striker um, slash winger. And I just think, I think this team's made for scoring goals. And I think Strunz Godset looked pretty, pretty ropey defensively. I think this has got a right, this has got goals for Viking written all over it. They scored seven last week. They're going to be coming in full of confidence off the back of that Um to score. I mean, yeah, I can easily see them scoring another three here, and that's 2.62. Just to add um, some weight to that, David, uh, Sturm's Godsight are the Kilmarnock of Norwegian yes. football. They've not yeah. won in any of the last 15 
elite Azarian league matches. Yeah, yeah. really poor on the roads. Really, yeah. really poor. Don't do much three Kilmarnock of anything, really, do they? <laughs> um, I noticed, David, there were seven different scorers for Viking last yeah, week. Yeah, that was a really Bode, interesting one. Bodes well as well, I guess, you know, if there's goals throughout the team. Yeah, and and, and there is. You've got Salveson, D'Agostino, you've got Trippic, Svensson, um, Yazbek, Nielsen, Tangen. They've got a lot of guys who can play kind of attacking mid-slash-striker. I think um, I think they're in a really good position in Viking this year. But, um, yeah, we said the same last year at this time, and um, then they went to absolute pieces. So, yeah. we'll see. Okay. So, home win, 8-15, or maybe on the goals side for Viking in this one. Greg, we've got one of our favourites, Tromsø, who are at home to Odd at the weekend and 23-20. Is that something you've looked at? I I'm not sure. Obviously, Tromsø pick up quite a lot of points at, at home. They've had a decent enough start to, to, the, to the season as well. Um, they're unbeaten five, I think, over their, over their matches. So, um, at home, you think you always have to fancy uh, Tromsø at home, don't you? And, it's, and, and the odds against, which is also quite interesting too, given yeah. the start of the season. Um, let's see if David can talk us out of it. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of goals in this game, I don't think. So Tromsø had three so far and conceded yeah. one. Odds have scored two and conceded two. Um yeah, I, I can see Tromsø winning. I think it's tough for all. They went up to Boulder last night. They've got to go up again to Tromsø on Sunday. That's two long trips. Um, they won't be using the bus. But, uh, yeah, still two long trips um, during the week. Just on odd, we, we didn't touch on it because uh, we didn't really touch on Boulder too much. But the game last night... Um, they sat in the lowest of low blocks for the full game. Uh, they eventually went 1-0 down after about an hour and um, then continued to sit in the lowest of low blocks without pressing at all. It was so strange, really bizarre. And then they get caught out by a moment of magic from that man, Amal Pellegrino, again. I don't know if you've seen it. I've tweeted it out. Um, Diego Thomas, the odd defender, tries to roll a pass. It's a bit misplaced and it comes to Pellegrino and he hits it first time from inside his own half. On the side foot, big curly looping effort, which bounces basically on the line um, in the end. It was just absolutely beautiful. It it's genius. the first time in the history of football that a player has scored both goals of the season by <laughs> match day four. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because they, they talked about it. I think uh, the manager talked after the game, just saying, like, oh, only Pele could do that. And I was kind of thinking, like, I think other players could do that. But, like, the other the other goal that he scored that, that was a couple of weeks ago in Starbuck, I think yeah. that... That yeah. is that is the type of goal no, no one else could have scored in the elite stadium, and that's, and that's the just one that's, a, that's a guy yeah. playing with a lot of confidence as well. David. Yeah, yeah, both absolutely. of those goals, to be fair, the first one particularly, but the second one, you take that on. Yeah. Second one, the one he scored last night, you take it on. If you don't score it, then fair enough. You know, yeah. uh, you, you probably get plaudits for even attempting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those ones that the commentators were talking during the game saying, when it happened, saying, oh, he's, he's looked up a couple of times and seen uh, Valstead off his line and not taking the shot on. So he's maybe just been in his head a little bit and he's decided, yeah, at that moment he's going to take it on and it's it's paid off nicely. Yeah. OK, so Tromso v Odd, we're looking at a fairly low score and probably a win for Tromso, but there won't be much in it. Yeah, Okay, what else we got on Sunday? We've got Allison, bottom of the table, managerless, no wins, no goals, five defeats. They host Haugesund this weekend, David. Yeah, um, Allison looked terrible. Uh, five <laughs> defeats, no goals, as you say. 
just really, really struggling. Um, so they've got rid of the manager, um, temporary manager in charge um, for the weekend. And they welcome a Haugesson side who... It's hard to know what you're going to get from them. Um, they've not scored a lot of goals either. Um, they've only scored three. Um, away from home, they've not scored yet. They've conceded six. So, yeah, a bit of a tough one. Um, big game for both, as I said. I talked about last week that Olsen had a big game against Sandefjord. They get beat 4-0. Um, this is another big game that they need to they need to get a result, um, I think. And, yeah, Haugesson at 2.87 looks pretty nice to me, I think. I think Haugesson have got decent players, um, better players than Olsen, but it's just whether or not away from home they can they can get a result. They seem they seem to be a, bit, a better team at home on their on their grass pitch than they are when they when they go away onto the onto the Astro. Mm. Any interest in this one for you, Greg? I, I do actually. Um, obviously, match day five still very early in the season, but Haugesson are the corner kings already of the Elitazerian in terms of match corners in their games. They are opening four games, have finished seven nine. 6-8, So they're shipping hundreds of corners, but they're also hitting some really good numbers as well. So they lead the way in the league at the moment with 16.5 match corners per game, which is a really high total. I know it's only after four matches, but with Olesund, um hopefully getting a bit of a new manager bounce, that could aid their impact on this match. And obviously, Haugesson have hit seven, six, six, and five in their four matches. So, I think there's every chance we'll see Connors in this match, and more than happy to take the over ten point five match Connors line at ten to eleven. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I think David, that price on Haugesson's got to be of some interest given how poorly Allison have started. Yeah, it does interest me. I quite like um, I quite like that in a sort of outsider double um with uh, with Sarpsburg away Starback this weekend. Um tell us more. Yeah. Uh, well yeah I just think Starback um they got a really good result last week, no doubt about it. But I just think Sarpsburg they're just waiting to I think they're waiting to explode. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. I think if I, I watch them and I feel like they just they're just a, a little step away from clicking and uh, taking that Big step forward. I just think um, at two point six away at Starback, um, if you double it up with Haugesund, it, it pays. I think it's about thirteen to two the double. Oh, I think it looks like a really, really nice double. Um, just two teams that if 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 Sarsberg and Haugesund were the home, I think they'd be they'd be better better than lower than evens. But just because they're away, but I think um, Sarsberg can can. Uh, it's not a long trip for Sarsberg up to Starback. Um, and how Haugesund against an Olsen team that haven't scored yet just uh, yeah I just feel like it could be a nice double um, just on Haugesund corners Greg's flagged up at it. yeah it's even money for the over four and a half corners which is for Haugesund which looks yeah looks really tasty as well yeah yeah uh, just on Stabak David obviously massive win last weekend at Mulder I guess they're probably overperforming at the moment yeah um, they are I think they, they... They probably got a better team than than a lot of people thought they would when they came in. But is there a yeah. danger, David? Just because they came up from the Obus League and people are thinking they've not got a great squad to compete in this league. But the reality is, they're quite a big side to quite a big club in 
the Obus League in. And it's probably uh, no surprise the team come up and do okay. Yeah, I mean, relatively big Obus League club. I think what they are known for in Norway is their, their academy. Um, so they get quite a, always get quite a good turnover of young players um, coming through. But yeah, um, I think they just yeah they seem to be strong uh, defensively and kind of just like strong and aggressive all over the pitch. I think that only gets you so far um, though, and and eventually kind of gets found out um, at this level. I think they'll be good enough to stay up. I think there's three teams worse than them. Uh, but definitely two teams worse than them. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of. Um, uh, I think their home form will, will probably keep them up. I think they'll probably be good enough at home to, to keep them up. Okay, so maybe just a wee outside double for you yeah. there, um, which we can recap at the end of the podcast. Anything for you in this game, Greg? No, nothing for me, but j- just kind of early observations. I think it's going to be a fascinating end to the season in this league. At, at the bottom end, I, d- I don't think there's a lot between quite a lot of the sides in the league. Probably quite similarly matched. And obviously there's three relegation spots too automatic in a, in a playoff and I think there's going to be a lot of clubs um, hovering around kind of 15, 14, 13, 12 come the last week of the season. Yeah, I would imagine all of them <laughs> will be one of those three but you never know. Saying that though, they're only three points adrift so they're the, they're the only club not to win a game yet in the league but as David will know, two wins and you shoot right up the table. So yeah. I think they've shot, got a shot at the manager. They might get a lift from bringing somebody yeah. else in. And yeah. um, we can very well speak about Olesen's run to Europe soon. <laughs> well, they've certainly acted quickly enough anyway in terms of getting rid of the manager. So we'll see We'll see who gets just, that. Just, just on Olesen, just before we go uh, down to the, the gold mine, um, <laughs> Alexander Mungsgaard, um has played for... Uh, and being yellow carded and all four was suspended for the game on last night and is back at the weekend so uh, one to look out for in the card market uh, uh, the Alan Power of uh, <laughs> God, that's Kilmarnock cool, and Alan Power got a mention in this podcast <laughs> so far uh, we want royalties soon uh, okay we've got a couple of games left and Elite to see and to have a look at arguably game of the weekend is uh, Lillestrom v Bodo claimed, claimed as we say top of the table uh, Lillestrom not too far behind them they've got a game in a hand uh, they're on 9 points and Glimt are on 13 and it should be a cracker for us live on Sunday night, David? Should be, should be. Um, I thought that about the Cup game, I was a bit disappointed with that one. I thought Lillestrom kind of killed it just with the way they played and Bode didn't really have the intensity they normally turn up with. So I'm hoping they turn up with a better intensity and we get a, a really good game. Um, I think Lillestrom, they've been lucky so far this season. Um, they had a last-minute winner at home to Stroom's Godset in the 4-3 game. They had a last-minute winner um, at, at Volleringa last week um, and they beat Molde 2-1 um, in quite a tight game but Aikram gets sent off after 41 minutes so um, yeah I think they've maybe been a little bit lucky so far this season um, they did lose their first game to Viking 2-0 so um, not sure how good defensively they are um, when when they're opened up um, but yeah in attack they've still got some really really good players yeah but they're going to have to contain that man Pellegrino yeah I mean just electric form he's uh, 10 11 to score any time which I would never put anyone off back in Pellegrino to score any time um, yeah he looks really good I think um, 
Bodegman to kind of get him back to full strength. They missed. They had a few players missing the start of the season, and now that Elab Delawi's playing right back now. When Bangomo came back the other night as well, um, Hugo Bertlesen and Grunbach are playing. Patrick Berg's playing, and they've got the kind of the front three that probably they want to go forward with. So yeah, I think uh, I think they're uh, Bodeglint. When you see Bodeglint better than Evans, um, what are they five to four? It's um, it's always difficult to turn that down. Just the way they're mm. playing in the league, um, it's a tough game going to the Lillestrøm. It is a tough game, um, but the emotion, might be the last time, David. Maybe the last time we get them at odds against yeah. away from home. I think the emotion from the other night at Lillestrøm could play against them. It's a it's a big come down to then lift yourself up again for the weekend. So, yeah, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, I, th- I think both agreeing to five to four looks looks pretty nice. Yeah, and they might have a point to prove, uh, Greg, after that cup exit to Lillstrom as well. Absolutely, and it wasn't that, that long ago that they were knocked out of the cup. So obviously they'll be buoyant after the great comeback at the weekend there, but this, this should be a cracking match and a great way to move into the bank holiday Monday. And uh, our man Pellegrino, a former Lillstrom player, David? Uh, yeah, well, a long time ago. Um, yeah. 2014, 2015, yeah. Oh, that long ago, yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he's um, 32, he's been around a while, to be fair to him. Yeah, he definitely wasn't the player he, he, he is now, back then. Um, he's, many he's, many uh, goals you think he scored for? Many goals well, he scored for Lille Strom in his 20 league appearances. Did he not score or one or something? None. 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 Yeah. Yeah, definitely a late, a late bloomer. Late bloomer, yeah. Shall we say? <laughs> okay, so in terms of betting for this game, then, David, do you quite like the 5 to 4? You don't sound overly convinced, but it's I think it's a tough resist. game. Yeah, it's a tough game, but it's hard to resist that that um, 5 to 4. I can't, I can't see them keeping Glint out again. So it's just whether or not they can. Uh, they can get in the score sheet themselves. Glint is those, one of those teams that if people sit in against them, if they concede an early goal against Glint, you're in trouble because you need yeah. to come out and then that's yeah. when Glint are so good. So yeah, it's just one, it's one of those ones if, uh, if Glint get an early goal, I think it could be it could be two or three. What about yourself, Craig? Uh, just sit back and, and watch the match unfold. No better yeah. for me. Uh, just on Pellegrino, what price did you say he was? 11 to 10? 10, 11 any time. 10-11, he's already got seven goals this season, so yeah, not the worst bet. Uh, on to Monday, Greg, and we've spoken about Brandier's shortest two to nine to win at home against Sandyfield. Yeah, it's probably the price we expected, given how Brand have started the season. Um, I think they're unbeaten in the last six games against Sandyfield as well. We've had a decent enough start to the season too. As I said today at the start of the podcast, it was no surprise at all last night they went to Toronto time and won. And they look a very solid home banker, I would say. Again, corners in this match stands out. Sandy Fjord hitting some decent numbers. And I think at home, you'd have to expect Brand to hit at least six or seven corners in this match. So there's probably a corners element here. No prices yet, as it's the latest game of the week and they haven't placed up corner markets yet. But that would probably be my, my best shout. Yeah, Brand averaging eight and a half corners per game and you'd expect them to have a lion's share of possession in this one, David. Yeah, expecting them to dominate, dominate the game. Really press Sandefield back, and the the thing with Brand is, even when they get ahead, they don't stop attacking. So yeah, I expect corners, corners galore, and uh, yeah, I'm expecting a, a comfortable home win. Just on that note, at the moment, obviously as you know, uh, I'm partial to the odd corner selection. Lillestrøm <laughs> um, are leading the way in terms of team corner so far in the Elite Azerian. 
they've hit six, 14, 11 and eight. So hitting just under 10 corners per game at the moment, which is very good going after four rounds of games. Uh, I think uh, Boda Glimt didn't hit a single corner last night. Um, John, who's one of the guys on the, on the on the channel, sent me a message on Twitter tonight saying they got none. He's chosen Bran as his team of selection as part yes. of our early season choices. So he's a massive yes. Bran fan and thoroughly looking forward to an onslaught of um, Bran corners. But in terms of this match, Lowstrom, sorry, um, a five to four to win the corner match bet in this game, which is interesting. And but there could be a corners angle on um, Lowstrom team corners. Yeah, I guess from what we've seen, David Brown, eh, sorry, Boda Glimt will probably dominate that game in terms of possession, will they? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think sort of 65-35 uh, would be kind of normal uh, for them. It's just, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll dominate the game. It's just whether or not they can break the from down. Yeah, but sometimes that works to their advantage, Greg. Um, teams haven't come out if they, they can see the goal. Yeah, it does, and there's every chance that uh, Bode Glimp go ahead in this game. But obviously, given Lewisham's start to the season corner-wise, they're not a great place to get any decent number, Lewisham. I think they're four to six to get five. So not not for me, but it's just something worth highlighting at this early stage. Yeah. Uh, Lewisham, Mulder and Bran can lead the way in terms of team corners. Yeah, And it's no surprise that Olesund um, are the least... Um, offensive on the corners front no one's hit fewer corners than they have yeah yeah not a surprise at all uh, okay we'll come back and uh, recap on any bets that we have in the latest season for the weekend uh, let's have a quick look at Obus League and I think it will be a quick look because we spoke pre-podcast Greg about just how difficult this league has been so far um, in terms of Results, things haven't really settled down. We had three nil-nil draws in midweek, which no one wants to see. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a short discussion, I think, on Obus League at the moment until things settle down in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, that's combined with the fact there isn't any prices yet, which is convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the moment, looking through the weekend's card, uh, Christian soon after a poor start, starting to pick up and near at home to Brunna. So Christian soon will probably be short odds for this yeah. match but we fully expect them to win this match I think we should um, celebrate Hod's start to the season um, <laughs> 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 we're laughing because we spent the first five minutes pre-podcast talking about how to pronounce Hod so Hood they, they're, do- they're doing I still got it wrong so they're, they're doing really well sitting in second place uh, albeit a joint second place with Fredrikstad and Christiansen. I don't think we're expecting too much from them at the start of the season, are we, David? No, uh, not at all. Um, I think it's been an excellent start. They're unbeaten in five and, yeah, got a decent 0-0 draw with Anheim and after a really, really good 3-0 win away at Kongsfinger, which is uh, which is a big surprise, I think. So well done, Hood. Bottom of the league, winless along with Sana. So at the moment, quite a few sides, well, there's only two sides without a win yet. But as, as you say, Paul, it's a really tricky um, start to the season in this league. And to be fair, we've got so much joy and love for League Divisions 2 and Divisions 3. We don't really need to concentrate too much on the Obus League yet. Yeah. Anything catching your eye in Obus League and David this weekend? Uh, nah, not really. To be honest, Greg mentioned Christian soon. I think they'll be pretty short against Bedina. Um, just uh, yeah, I, I, I get stunned by it last week. I think I was, 
I was uh, Ranheim to get beat 4 0 at home to. That was Jai, a shocker, was wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely shocker. Thought be home to Rifos, and yeah, yeah, I could be by Moss, so yeah, I get stoned by it last week. And Just on that note, David, um, I backed Songdal to score two goals last week. You backed yes. Songdal to win. I did. Now, Songdal were up 2 0 after 30 minutes, and they ended up drawing 2 0. Yeah. So, something that I always try and preach, and obviously, I, I don't do it every week because sometimes you do back a team to win, but I think in this league, especially, if we're getting a similar price, I would always encourage you to back. Um, the team to score two goals rather than just um, just to win, because this league is prone to lots of three twos, three alls, two twos. So yeah, back goals. Yeah, decent advice. Okay, nothing from Obis League. Uh, Greg, tell us a bit more about how things have been going in the divisions below Obis League so far. Well, it all starts around midday on a Saturday. <laughs> we back lots of uh, Division 2 and Division 3 sides are going at over 1.5 first half goals. I, I might have to stay, start taking Monday off work. Monday's a <laughs> hectic, hectic day looking through all of the second string sides that are playing in that day, trying to get team news. And I think, David, we had some crackers, didn't we, at the weekend in terms of the team news. Yeah. Boring a two was an absolute gem. Now, we only shared team news. I, th- I think what happened was we saw that there was only one game on Tuesday and that Volringa 2 were 33-1 to to win that match. Mm. And the home side, I think, went off at 1-40. to So we, we had, obviously, an inclination that Volringa 2 had uh, played a young side. Now, I got access to team news about 15 minutes before kickoff, hollowed through the team, and it was literally an under-16 side. 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds. I don't think there was anyone over the age of 17 or 18. And they're playing a really good side. Who were they playing again, David? Sorry, I forgot. Arundel. Arundel. They were were proper pros. Guys with hundreds of games under their belts, 29, 30 years old. And it finished 11-0. Now, you have to feel for the Vaughan kids getting chucked into that match um, against men and getting absolutely battered. Mm. I mean, just like it's just really unfair. So this is the big, this is the big issue with with second teams in Norway, and why I think a lot of there's a there's a such a big outcry in Scotland about it. It's because it's from from week to week they put out a different team. So this week I'm kind of hoping I flagged it on my uh, on my list, bothering a tour at home to Bratbog this week. I'm hoping that. Their price is pretty reflective of that eleven 0 pumping last week, um, because I can't I can see them playing a strong team in that game <laughs> against a team who are struggling so far this season in Bratvog. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping you'll get better than evens on volleying a two. I'll be all over it, and then hopefully when the teams come out, you see five six first teamers, and suddenly you're in the money. So yeah, um, it's a it's a difficult one. Um, it's hard to it's hard to defend the the second teams when things like that happen. But from a betting perspective, it's absolutely yes. sensational yes, because we good. have had a really really great start to the season in Norway. Um, or match day five, and there's no way I thought match day five would have collected so many winners so far, especially in the lower leagues. I think last season, for some reason, we're a bit late to the party last season on back in the lower leagues. I think it took us well into the summertime yeah. to start back in the lower leagues, but we're all over it this year. Team news essential. I think we had Brand too, didn't we as well? A, yeah, a, a yeah. team that feels a really weak side. Yeah. And Rana, um, 
oh, David, over to you, sir. Rana, Rina, Rana. That was Rana, yeah. It was Rana, yeah. yes. Excellent yeah. news. Um, big fans of them in the podcast so far. We didn't get prices, though, which is really annoying. Um, they won yeah. 5-2 at home. Um, no surprise there. And again, Rosenborg 2 as well get pumped 7-1 at home against Stream Time. I don't think we don't yeah. have got prices for that one either. Stream Time, just in that match, David, Stream Time are Fronton Time, aren't they? Yes, Stream Time So, again, no travel um, considerations for that match, but there are lots of matches where we do factor that into the um, into the betting, I guess, approach. But yeah. I think team new stuff, though, is just sensational. Yeah. But what, what I would say in terms of the channel, you're going to have to be fastest fingers yeah. first on a lot of these bets and be ready to wait for team news kind of half an hour 15 minutes before kickoff just for us to confirm yeah they are playing the, the, the kids in that match yeah. it's not something we can post three or four days in advance because one we're only getting markets the day before at the very earliest but when we do get markets and we're do get we're getting team news it's paying dividends so far yeah i, I think yeah Sorry, Sorry David, I was going to say, I guess, being part of the channel, your own responsibility is to kind of know when some of these games are, are likely to be played as well, you know, and there's not going to be a bet on every game, but if you know roughly when the games are happening, then you can maybe make sure that you're, Absolutely, yeah. you're available and, and ready to pounce on it. There's 30, 40 games across these leagues, across yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Well, the seven pair, seven pair league in the sixth league, so there's 42 in the third division and then there's another yeah there's another like 14 in the second division so yeah it's pretty pretty it's good games to get through there's a lot of games to do research on but yes. hopefully yeah. it's giving people a little do you know what there's actually a really good opportunity here um in terms of a, a kind of niche market being a step ahead of the bookies yeah. and hopefully the insight that we provide in the podcast on the channel is helping people get a little bit smarter and a little bit better at their betting yeah, and I don't know if, if it was the Volarenga one, but was there not a game last week where the first team were playing on the same day or the day before or something like that? So you kind of knew that... Oh, they the... do that quite a lot, which is interesting, but they still seem to do okay, considering. Mm. We had Boda Gleam to get hammered, didn't we? Not get hammered. They were at home to a team I'm not going to pronounce. Um, they got beat 5-1, 4-1. They got beat 4-1 by B. Austin last week. B. Yeah. Austin. Yeah, I would never have said that, David. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had over 1.5 match uh, first half goals in these games. And I definitely encourage everyone, in terms of the first half goal markets, you're getting even money in a lot of these matches um, for, for two first half goals. Given the yeah. number of goals we see in these games, I think yeah. that's a great bet. So it's a really good bet. We had four or five on us in the channel at the weekend on that. So, yeah, no tips yet. I think I've put a short list up on the channel of maybe eight or nine games I'll be looking at, but I've not had a proper chance to have a real look at the weekend's nice. games but that will come in the channel yeah i've got a few that i'll just i'll just name uh i've got a uh, fana versus starback two down i've got lisa crossfire versus lilistrim two uh volanga two versus bratvog i've got shellsos versus orison two and also trindaline versus irana uh um looks like a another big goal scoring one for yeah Irana. yeah yeah, I guess it's just a, a goals bet for you, David, as well on these. Yeah, same as Greg, over one and a half first half. And then that, the, sorry, the Volering game, for example, was one where I thought I might as well go big. So the over five and a half goal market mm-hmm. was even money. Yeah, and I, I was, I was all over that. I just thought this, this, yeah, as Greg said, it literally was under 17s bowling. Yeah. You have to be brave in these leagues. You I, do. I know, I you know do. that people saying, "Oh my God, over 4.5, over 5.5." Yeah. But you have to be brave, and to be fair, 
there's lots and lots of there's a high percentage of these games that see five, six, seven, eight goals. Yeah, and I think when you're getting teams at 1-40 against a 33-1 shot, you know, it's the equivalent of, I don't know, a Germany against a Liechtenstein or something like that. (laughs) To be fair, you wouldn't probably think twice about over five and a half in a game like that, you know, so... I think that that team news, as I said before, is is really important because looking at a side at 1-40, you're just assuming, but the fact that we're getting access to team news, not in in every match... But we are getting teams in quite a lot of the games, and it really is helping. I'll yeah. I'll get a team in every game, if and you can get a team in every game on the Norwegian site on football. No, but you can't get a bet in every game, unfortunately, which is uh, which is which is another issue. What what we can say is between myself and David, we're going to keep trying to pick out the winners yes. and getting access to team news and any insight we can get across those three days. So Mondays are the new Saturdays. Yeah, and in terms of. Uh, bookies that are offering the markets on these, Greg, who should people be having accounts with if they don't already? So first of all, you absolutely need to have a Bet365 account. But I would say that the majority of the other bookies do offer markets. So I think in terms of getting decent prices, you might have to open up a Boyle Sports account. I think Betway are generally pretty good for, for markets in these matches. William Hill was a bit hit or miss paddy power is pretty poor to be fair sky bet tend to mirror bet three six five in terms of the games that they show but in terms of markets some of the games last week we were getting like 50 60 markets especially in division two games mm-hmm. but for division three all you're really needing is i think 20 markets the asian line because you'll get over 1.5 goal line in the asian line yeah, um, for the first back. half. So yeah, you're not needing a hundred markets yeah. to, to to make money in these matches. Yeah. All you are needing is half team, full time, some of them, which you'll get, and also the the Asian goal line. Okay, okay. So the advice is, if you're not already on the channel, is to get on the channel. And if you are on the channel, then stay tuned um, over the course of the weekend. Uh, and if there is any any bets that you like the look of, you'll certainly post them on there. Yeah, and it'd be great to hear as well from anyone backing these bets or doing their own research and anything yeah. that they find. Um, as David said, there's like 60 games for us to look through. We can't look through every single match, but we've done a brilliant job so far at the early part of the season in finding lots of winners, but it'd be great to get some help. Indeed. Okay, let's wrap up there. Um, we've kind of picked our way through some of the games. Can you guys maybe just give us a wee recap of the things that you quite like to look of this weekend? Uh, start with yourself, Greg. So at the moment, just one bet for me, and that's coming from the Elite Azerian, and that's all assumed at home to Haugesund and over 10.5 match corners at 10 to 11. Also really like to look at David's shout on Haugesund over 4.5 at evens. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, that's probably my only bet until we get further markets from the Obis League in, and we won't get any markets in the lower leagues until the day before. So we'll mm-hmm. get Saturdays tomorrow, Sundays and Saturday, and Mondays and Sunday. Okay, David. Yeah, not a, not a whole lot for me this weekend. Um, looking at Henry Kudal to score for Hamcam, that's three point six anytime um, against Molde. Um, also quite like maybe just a low stakes double at Sarpsborg away at Starbuck and how they the way at Olesund. Um Apart from that, I'm going to be yeah, I'm going to be big on Division Two and Division Three on particularly on Sunday and uh, Monday afternoon. 
Yeah, seems to be plenty to get involved in there. Okay, if you don't already follow Greg, you can do so on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And of course, you can find out all details on how to join his private betting channel if you're not already a member over there. Uh, David is also on Twitter at DWeatherston11. And I'd recommend you give him a follow on Twitter as well. That's us for this week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Have a good one.